you guys met before. I was trying to figure out the voice. I was like, yeah, <laughs> ASAP, bro. All right. So, um, as always, here's another episode of Infused Influence. I'm your host, Harry, here with Ulysses, as always, on those songs where um, one was from Smokey Robinson. Yeah. The other one was from ASAP Rocky. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Just a little Shout connection there. Um, as always, Ulysses, I always let you introduce the guests as always Yo. here. So uh do what you do. Dude, man, no, this is a legend right here. If you guys don't know. Wow, even my mom knows. I introduced my mom to this guy as a, as a weed scientist. <laughs> so yeah, this is the most official weed scientist in the world that I know. Uh, we have Gene Ray with us today. What's up, Gene? What's going on, man? Chilling, chilling, broski. Thanks for joining us for of sure. Of course. No, this is cool, man. I appreciate it, man. So for those that don't know, this is the second interview we've done, but this is uh, a little bit more more official than the Zoom that we did before oh, yeah. we built up. was that, like two years ago? Yeah, bro. You watched it? You watched it? Yeah. Which one? You watched the, the interview we did a couple weeks uh, last year or two years ago? The one I sent yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I see. I seen like the first like it was, it was a long video and I was doing yeah. other oh, research yeah, we were talking for a minute. For a minute, yeah, 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 bro. yeah. Yo, but there's a lot of gems that was essentially dropped on it. So I think, um, yeah, having you here today means a lot, especially since uh, you know we work with the company that you work for. Yeah. And then I think the the other side of it is that um, you know um, you have a, a very uh, unique background that's much different than any other person that I know of. So yeah, what, maybe you can tell us a little bit about your background and what got oh, you into man. weed. No, the the background is always crazy. So let's see, shit. Where can we start? Oh, first of all, can I curse on this? Yeah, uh, yeah we'll, we'll I'll, figure I'll try it out. To keep it. <laughs> we'll figure it out, bro. Uh, no, so like uh, it, it started, it all started from Memphis. Even though I was originally born in Arizona, but I, I claim Memphis to the heart. Uh, that's where I did most of my, that's where I was raised, essentially. Like grade school, high school, all of that. That's all Memphis. Then, and so like my, a lot of my family members are like in the healthcare field. Mm. So like nurses, doctors, or whatnot. So like education was kind of like that. That go to it's very stereotypical, like in a black community. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Even military or or college. Right. Hundred percent. I like I don't feel like going to military, so I guess I'll go to college. <laughs> <laughs> so so did this. I went to Fisk, which is uh, Fisk University, a predominantly black school, HBCU. Okay. What we know for it to be. So I uh, did that in Nashville. So I was in Nashville for like six years, and most of my background was or where I was studying my major was biology but I was better in chemistry mm. and because it was with me it was like just kind of like a blend of science and math 
So it's like a little bit more logical, mm-hmm. even though biology is like it's facts about your body. But it's like during that time, a lot of weed in there. So I wasn't thinking about that. I'm like, I'm just going more <laughs> towards like the more logical sense, which is chemistry. And then I went from there. It was more like uh, looking at the mixture of biology and chemistry uh, and pretty much gearing me towards the whole pharmaceutical world. Mm-hmm. So from there, um, I joined this like pre-pharmacy program at the University of Hawaii at Hilo. So I was on a big island, this uh, small, small city called Hilo. Super cool. I love that place. Love it. Love it to death. And being there kind of reminded me, uh, or not not reminded me, but kind of like geared me towards like looking more in the natural realm of things. Mm. So of course, like we know, like most pharmaceutical things, because of resources, a lot of things have to be more, have to be made like synthetically. Uh, But like in Hawaii, it's such a rich, like, population of just all of these unique species of just plants mm. that you could just like that that is grown there specifically in Hawaii it's beautiful such a beautiful place and being able to understand what are those compounds inside of that mm. and whatnot maybe it's like hey like there's a lot of things we don't know about all these plants around us and then so of course during that time it's just like like smoking just to be smoking like not really understanding exactly what was inside what we were smoking in so. Hawaii of course. Ew. Yeah. So Maui it's like those, those like legendary strains, Maui Waui, Kona Gold, all of that. So beautiful, beautiful stuff. So it's like it just made me want to learn more and more about what I was and what everyone around me was consistently ingesting. Mm. Then uh, so from there, a lot of people just like, hey, like, if you want to learn more about like plant, plant sciences, you need to be able to go and travel to other places and like study their individual like vegetation culture. That's what led me to South Korea. Was studying South Korea for maybe like a semester, looking more mostly like on mushrooms, not not those type of mushrooms, like, actually, like <laughs> regular mushrooms, yeah, yeah. edible uh, mushrooms. Yeah. So like, but not not like not not like. Anything. I mean, I feel like all mushrooms, not all mushrooms are edible, but you mean like stuff you put in food. Yeah, yeah. Okay, exactly. So like, you're still like looking at the different compounds that were in things that we ingest, mm-hmm. and then so from there. Uh, I enrolled in a program at uh, Mahidon University in Thailand. So I, that's where I completed my master's in pharmaceutical chemistry and phytochemistry and doing a lot of research on plants and pretty much just doing like a lot of isolation, just figuring out, hey, I want to be able to study that compound. How can I isolate it from the plant? So it was all these different steps. So pretty much with all of those steps gave me more knowledge to figure out like how can we extract different compounds out of cannabis. So even though I was definitely like um, still new and like a novice to all of this, not knowing what's happening in Massachusetts. Cause like my mm. friends from Massachusetts was definitely telling me different things that we can do in Massachusetts. And he started working for an analytical company or testing lab company, mm. uh, MCR. Yeah, yeah. And so, so he was just pretty much just giving me kind of like the rundown as to like what's happening in Massachusetts all while I'm in Thailand. Then I moved to Qingdao, China when I was like teaching kids about, like high school like kids about chemistry and biology, just trying to make it simple because English is not their first language. And then like trying to learn any type of science is a whole nother language. Mm. So I had to like be able to dumb it down like extremely. So like I started to learn more. So, so with that, I, I kind of, it kind of helped me to be able to translate a lot of these complex subjects and make it simplified so people can understand what I'm talking about. So, so from there, when I moved to Massachusetts, I like I already knew what I needed to do. I'm like I need I need to be able to like uh, play like pretty much have my own little playground of cannabis, being able to isolate it and also being able to explain it to people, because like there's such a 
stereotype or like ideology as to like what cannabis is and like your stereotypical consumers of cannabis, the weed heads, the pot heads or whatnot. Mm. Like we all typically were known as like the slow people, the dumb people, you know, <laughs> like, uh, like back in the day. So it's like, oh, don't smoke, you know, you, you'll be dumb for the rest of your life. Like some, it was right. always some crazy propaganda yeah. around cannabis. And so that was brings me here to Massachusetts. Been here for five years. Uh, been overseeing the laboratory for four years now at Garden Remedies. And it's been cool. And then like just the network alone. So even like look at where we are now, being able to be, just see like the evolution, especially like with this place where we are now. Because mm-hmm. I remember just seeing it just like, Dirt on like, the floor. Yeah, bro. just dirt on the floor. Like uh, all these two by fours everywhere and everything. You like to see it now. It's just like the evolution of what the cannabis industry has grown from me arriving here in 2016 to now at the end of 2021. Right. Being able to see this. So it's like the evolution of cannabis is it's, it's actually tangible evidence. Right, right. Whatnot. So it's something that's beautiful. I'd like to see like what we've been able to accomplish. Man. Okay. Yo, can we clap it up? Yeah, come on now. Come on. Homie's background. <laughs> Holy crap. Come on now. Come on now. Um, so I had a quick question. So I know you, you talked about dumbing it down for your students um, when it comes to science. Is there any way to dumb down cannabis for anyone who's listening right now? And, and for myself, I mean, I, I know a good amount about cannabis, but yeah. I damn sure don't know much, <laughs> as much about you. So how would you dumb it down if you had to kind of explain what the principles and what how, you know how it works? Oh, man, it's... You like with me to try to explain to you. I always try to have to give someone like a reference. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, luckily, the alcohol industry has already done that for us in terms of substances, right? Like when you when you drink, you slowly start to feel intoxicated. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows how that feels. I'm pretty sure most people, like a good population, like people like understand it's like what it is to be drunk, what it is to kind of have like a, a tolerance level, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what do you prefer? Whether it's tequila, whiskey vodka everyone has their preference so when you kind of compare that to cannabis people have like their own their go-to strain or whatnot and then so in terms of strain i know like that's like maybe a foreign term to like Mm. a novice Mm. uh or like your grandmother or something like that right Right. but it's just like so in cannabis like there's always these like these different strains how people grow and uh they all have like their own unique characteristics so it's based on your taste palette. It's like, what, like, do you want to taste something gassy, fruity, mm-hmm. a little bit more floral or whatnot? And mm-hmm. then, like, cannabis has, like, this very eclectic, like, categories of all these different plants. And so what we, the different terms that we kind of are kind of glued to are, like, indica and sativa. Oh, please talk about that for the listeners, oh, that, that's, bro. That's going <laughs> <What'd you laughs> to take forever, right? Yeah. But <laughs> that was one of my questions. <laughs> just say it's dumb, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say that, it, yeah. that it's dumb, but it's, like... It's, it's one of those things that, like, based on your knowledge, right, right uh, we, can, we can go all night. Yeah. But, so I'll, I'll say, but, like, to, but to answer, like, to answer your question, like, to, turn, to dumb it down, like, what cannabis is, it's just pretty much, like, one of these type of substances that people are, uh, I guess, attracted towards, mm. to say that it's one of these things that it's relaxing. Like when, mm. when you when you ingest, when you smoke, mm. when you smoke cannabis, whether you smoke it, whether you ingest it, whether you drink it, vape it, whatever the case may be, the main thing that you're getting out is THC. Mm. And that is that main compound that causes like this kind of like psychoactive episodes. Mm. Like and those psychoactive episodes can be it's so completely random because like me being high versus you being high versus you being high. 
can be a completely different experience right. or whatnot. And so, but I guess we can kind of all agree on a baseline with cannabis is that like it's mostly relaxing. It's well, like it's it's slight, it's slightly like 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 get the stress out, right? Well, what, what would you say for the people that consume and they're like, oh, I get paranoid? Would you say that they are consuming the wrong the wrong strain? Yeah, so it's, it's like uh, it's 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 such like an individual type of self medication medicine really or substance mm. that you need to be able to figure out which one works for you yeah it's a marathon it's 15 years to figure right, right i mean i mean i feel like that's pretty much anything i mean it, yeah right you eat chicken your whole life and you wake up one day and like this doesn't work for me yeah right i'm gonna have something with some greens or something you know what i'm saying something else that works for my body better so i think it's just like a developmental thing like mm. i mean before when i first started smoking i didn't know what that i mean i knew stuff i was smoking but i didn't know what it was doing yeah and mm. then after a while i'm like okay, I don't like this. Like, even starting working here, I'm like, Indica's kind of get me too tired, mm-hmm. and I don't like that. So now I'm more of a hybrid. Right. Granted, I'm, don't, I'm not going to say no to an Indica, but it's just <laughs> yeah. like, I just know what my preferences are now at this right. point, and I don't want to be sleeping all day. And I know mm-hmm. I sleep easily already, so <laughs> what's the point of getting something that helps you relax even more when I'm already so relaxed? Right. So like, exactly. That makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, yeah just, just like you said, it's just a preference. Like if you mm. if you like you know what you like, you know what you don't like, mm. and it's like even just going anywhere in any retail stores, whether it's Garden Remedies or Major Bloom, like you know, like there is a menu full of things. It's like try it, right. like which one, just figure out which one works for you. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you talk about Garden Remedies a little bit. How did that, you know, relationship come about? Man, that uh, <laughs> holy right. Yeah, so so pretty so pretty much when I when I first moved to Massachusetts in twenty in twenty sixteen, uh, we we were just getting things off the ground. We meaning like Garden Remedy, just getting things off the ground, and um, their laboratory had just uh, like they're slowly start to build up their laboratory, and mm-hmm. then uh, like they they needed someone to to help the main scientists there, and so I was in a perfect position because I just I just moved back to the mm-hmm. states. Fresh from China. Okay. <laughs> and uh, matter of fact, I moved here September 1st, 2016. I had an interview there uh, September 13th, I believe. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and you, uh, you were doing herbal herbal studies in China as well? Well, yeah. So so I was a, so I was a teacher, first and gotcha. foremost. And then, so like on the side, just really just like learning a little bit more about the cannabis industry in the States, trying to figure out where gotcha. it's going, like understanding that like Colorado was that mecca whatnot in California like just pretty much had like that black market the the right. their medical market on lock like it's like the what's that Humboldt County, Humboldt County bro. yeah so it's like that like like that was like their true mecca but in terms of like commercialization like that was Colorado so like a lot of data was coming from Colorado mm. uh because they pretty much had like all the barriers set to be able to rinse repeat in other states uh so that was mostly what I was doing towards like 2015 2016 before I moved here and then so when I moved here it's like I knew for a fact I want to be in the in the cannabis space. Um, just so happened like Garden Rennie was in that perfect spot where like they uh, were just ramping up everything and like they just needed uh, more people, and I was in that perfect position. It's like cool, let's do it. Right. And uh, so like I said, that was 2016 and been there rocking ever since. Okay, and okay, it's, okay. it's a it's beautiful. Okay, like I, I was gonna, I was gonna I looked online and I heard you guys like uh, new facility. Mm-hmm. Everything was brand new. You were waiting forever for it. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. 
how did it feel when you finally walked in there and you're like, oh my god, this is my palace. First of all, I walked in there every day <laughs> every before day. before, before <laughs> it was even done, and it's just like just waiting for it to get yeah. done. But like that's that's kind of one of those things, like in terms of the business size of cannabis. It's like how much time and money goes into it, and then how many more people that are involved in these projects. Uh, it takes a lot. It takes takes a lot. It takes the uh, experience and like trustworthiness and whatnot of all parties being able to execute it. So, uh, then of course, like most of this stuff was delayed because of COVID, mm-hmm. and um, and so once we were able to finish it, like fin- like uh, so like the pretty much like the project that we're referring to is our extraction laboratory. Right. So our extraction laboratory was uh, first. It was small. It was, mm-hmm. it was it was very small. Had a pretty small throughput, and then so when we uh, we were able to get a piece of our like garage area turned to a full-on extraction laboratory, completely certified C1D1, all of this stuff. And what I mean by this uh, C1D1 is pretty much to be able to classify a room to have like flammable uh, mm. solvents or gases or whatnot present in the room. So you have to have like a lot of explosion-proof fixtures, like light fixtures and exit signs. It's, it, it goes over and beyond just to make sure like that place is completely mm. safe and certified. And we have all of like the uh, the regulatory bodies that have seen it, everything is good to go. So like when we were able to like start operating, actually it was like in early March, we were able to start operating. It's a very happy day. Okay. It, 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 was, a, it was a very happy day. And so it was like the, uh, our capacity now is pretty, like pretty phenomenal, I would say. So just, just for the people who are listening, how, how long was the completion of the project in construction start towards to the finish. one that commissioned? 16 months. So over a year. Over a year, yeah. Oh, yeah. What I like to tell people is that the work this dude put in was so so extravagant that the state had to study what he had to do, and it took him so yeah. long. <laughs> wow. Because that's part of it, is that they, as regulators, don't they're not as well-versed in science and equipment yeah. as you as you are who have been doing it for so long, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's, that's kind of like with, uh, I'm not going to say with any regulatory body, but it's like one of those things where it's like if you're not... Uh, if you're not well versed in something that you're going to sign off on, you're not going to sign off on it. You want right. to be able to uh, to get all the background as much as possible to right. understand what like these people that you have to regulate are doing, really, just so you're just not signing off on any random thing. Right. And so, like, I understand like from their perspective. Right. Of course, like with me, just kind of like waiting and waiting and waiting. Of course, like it's annoying, and I'm like super impatient. Right. But like, I have to look at it from their standpoint. It's that like it's their, this is their right. signature. So like they need to be able to make sure 100% that's exactly what we're doing. So it's like, it was, it's like my job to like be in countless meetings or whatnot and like explain it over. It's like, this is what this is, this is what this is, this is what right. we're doing. We're not doing this, but we're doing this right. and whatnot. So it was a lot of conversations. No, and so Catch up, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like I said, it was, it was uh, definitely like a learning curve. Like I, I'm, I'm happy that it's in the past. Nah. I, hope I would say that. Nah, I feel you, bro. Um, so honestly, you're the first black scientist that I've ever like met men in person. Let alone weed. Let alone weed, bro. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, um, and I'm happy that Garden Remedies, you know, picked you as the person to, you know, pretty much ride your your vice president. Correct. He picked them. They picked each other. I feel like <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we picked we picked each other. It, like it's been a beautiful relationship ever since. Word, word. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to see that they did that. Um, from your experience, though, how, how do you see the landscape of, you know, is there growth in that for, you know, people like us? Because mm-hmm. um, I know, like, I've, I've done 
some research since working here and just seeing like you know the numbers of people who are in higher positions in the cannabis space yeah predominantly white which i mean it's understandable that's fine but you know how do we grow that um more honestly more exposure and networking honestly because uh i, I would say with myself like i'm definitely I have tunnel vision like where like with my position and like where i work because i this is what i'm always thinking about and it's and it's really it's like building out my team that's like one of the first things i think about uh first and foremost but in terms of um and even as i'm building out my team if if we have applicants that are that are minorities i'm i'm not i'm not just saying like hey let me just go and like talk to this person it's nothing like that it's yeah. that like if this person is right for the job no matter who they are where they come from mm-hmm. would not if they're perfect for the job like that's that's who i'm rocking with that's what we're going with but um but i want to definitely say that it's definitely more more exposure and people are assuming that you have to have all of these degrees behind your name and like i come from the academic world or whatnot this this is uh i'm always studying because this is like always a goal of mine to be able to finish degrees or whatnot to be able to learn more uh this might for my own personal Mm. reasons and uh however if if someone can be coachable or whatnot like malleable in their thoughts to say uh you you can like probably get it have a degree in like business or whatever but if you if you understand like basic operation procedures or whatnot if you if you if you're a fast learner cool like you like you don't need any you don't need a bachelor's master's or anything like that of course like that's cool to have on paper but uh but if you if you just simply have like that passion to simply learn mm. anyone can do that mm. or whatnot and uh, like i said it's just it's just like more more exposure and like you said like since you've been working here like you you've been able like to learn so much more and and like even like the people like at um at garden rims like they're always asking about different uh different things in terms of how can they get in the laboratory and it's like like yo just keep being interested like if you have free time come to the lab come hang out i'm i'm always i'm i always like love to like show people like what we're doing we're not even when youngblood came and whatnot it's like yo look at the facility so it's like it, it was cool for him to see it because mm-hmm. we've been because we've 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 known each other for over four years now and he's never seen the facility until like what was that last year when you came to the facility when you did to your, tour? your guys facility yeah. yeah yeah it must have been the end of last year or was it this year was it this year? I don't, I don't know. know. This bro. year is a blink. But, <laughs> but like, but pretty much. That was much. this year. It was definitely this year, bro. We're at the end of the year. Okay. Year. Yeah, so it's like one of those things that's like I love to show people like what like what we're doing and uh, like the more exposure of like people like us mm. being able to see like what's going, uh, like what's happening like in that cannabis space and like, and even if they just simply just want to get like their foot in the door, mm. just uh, do that and whatnot. It's, it's, so, it's so many different us, or I'll say there's a lot of opportunities out there. It's like to be able to just consistently network. Mm. And like I said, that's how we met because mm. we, we met at the summit lounge because there was a, there was a talk. I forget what, what we were even talking we, we about. We were with Chairman Hoffman, bro. Oh, he was there. I remember important people there. I'm like, I just knew I had to be there just to talk. I forget yeah. what we was talking about. I think it was uh, demystifying. Demystifying, and it was. Uh, I think I was talking about our catalyst program. Oh, so yeah, we, yeah. so we, we had a, we had a program uh, just for like social equity applicants, um, and, and we're, and we're always doing that. Like we have like uh, Cultivate, and I, I forget the, uh, the other ones. But we, there's always like little po. I'm gonna say little. But there's always like major programs that we're investing in in mm-hmm. terms of like our time, uh, 
to be able just to expose like what we're doing to other people that would have no idea. You're talking about Garden Remedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but also like even just like with myself to be able to do something like this, just to talk to more people, uh, because I I'm not like an outgoing person like that. Like uh, I I do the stuff for you because like because we're because we're cool. So it's like, but overall, like I'm just not out and about saying like, hey, this is what I do. Come talk to me. <laughs> I'm I'm not an extrovert like that. So. Dude, he couldn't find you on the internet. I was sad to explain to him. I'm like, yo, yeah. he's not like that. Well, I mean, I, hear, I, mean, I, I don't it, do social media. It makes <laughs> sense that. Uh, scientists would kind of be in his books all the time, yeah. so that makes perfect sense. Right, like, right. I don't, I don't. I mean, I have some friends. Like one of my friends is about to be a dermatologist. He has no social media. Yeah. He talks to no one <laughs> except for us. Like, and we get all his jokes, and he talks to us all the time. But yeah. you would never see him online, so that makes perfect sense. So makes yeah, perfect sense. right, right. Yeah, but like, I, I want people to assume that just because like you're a scientist. Oh yeah, I mean, obviously, 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 obviously. <laughs> but but that, that's the thing. It's just like it's, it's just something that like uh, I pretty much gravitate. Uh, graduate like away from okay um and and so like i so since i've been in massachusetts i have done like a lot of uh i love pr talks or whatnot like there's there's a few articles out there mm. like I, I had to like look I'm like what what is it about me like online <laughs> or whatnot i'm always making sure that's like, i have a whole bunch of random stuff out there but it's like when i like type my name in and also type cannabis a lot of stuff comes up. <laughs> i was like okay it's like there, there it is so uh -huh. it's cool but like I, I enjoy that because it's one of those things where like you can find articles, not not just about me, but like about everything else that's happening like around me, whether whether it be like for work or anything else. And so I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's cool because like I mean, me personally, I kind of take a little. I'm still off social media. I've been on it for oh, like yeah, right. two months now, and it's been like yeah. the most like beautiful thing in my life. Hey, ever. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think it's cool because when you say you're looking up your name. You're looking up what people are saying positively about you, not mm -hmm. stuff that you're like creating. Because when yeah. you do social media, you're like, I'm gonna post this. I'm gonna, I want people to look at me when I'm doing this and doing yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Where realistically, the stuff that you're seeing that is positive is just because you're just putting your head down, putting getting your work done. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. here comes the mm -hmm. results. Mm -hmm. So that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's yeah. Fine. Thank you. No, I think with him too is that like you know considering I know you asked about like you know more people like us on that end of science, man. I think. The opportunities are there on terms of, and I'm thinking from a, a licensing perspective, we need more manufacturers, we need more cultivators. So it's going to be few and far between that we see with his experience that are like, you know, because, you know, most people are like, oh, I want to get in the industry. I want to get a dispenser or a delivery license or whatever. But we don't tend to think about, you know what I'm saying? Like the like, science behind right, it. Right. Production, yeah. science, you know what I mean? The cool, the cool thing about the science part is that, like, one, one thing I do want to do is really, like, go back to, like, uh, my university in Nashville, Fisk, and like talk to the, like the 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 freshmen that are just coming in. They have like no idea. And the cool thing about cannabis is that like it's causing like a lot of people that don't even have an academic background being able to understand like chemistry and biology, and it's beautiful mm. and whatnot that people wouldn't even like even think about college. Mm. Uh, and it's it's like really creating a lot of intelligent people mm. and and having people like to kind of gear towards that. Uh, that, that realm of chemistry and biochemistry and physics mm. that they wouldn't even think about, because, but like they're tying it into cannabis because it's like cannabis is always the cool subject, yeah. right? right. If, you, if you see cannabis, it's like, I want that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's, always, it's always that cool subject, so it's like, why not? And so it's like same thing as like if you're, if you're in school, like your teacher hand you a book, when I like imagine you're like in 11th grade or something like that, your teacher hand you a book, you like, you got to read this by the weekend. It's like, oh. 
Like you're not interested. Yeah. But if you ha- but she hands you a book and it has some type of controversy towards it, or if she hands you a book with a big weed leaf on it, it's like she's gonna read this all weekend. Oh, yeah. So it's like because it's interesting or whatnot. And mm-hmm. so when you when you kind of have these, I guess hooks really, like cannabis being a hook for people to understand chemistry and biology like a little bit more, it makes it cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people out there. Like there's so many different like communities that are going over and beyond to be able to understand chemistry from a science perspective mm. and and it's causing like students to in matter of fact it's causing like whole institutions to like create cannabis programs bro because you because you're doing it at clark right i just had a call with a school in new jersey this morning same shit yeah it was literally we were talking about how it's important to involve interdepartmental right because mm-hmm. it's not a subject it, we can t- they have a criminal justice program right and then we were talking about the, the impacts on what it meant in the black community and the communities that have been I- impacted by prohibition. Yeah. Right. But here we are talking about science, bro. So it just it fits in these different disciplines. And I think that's the cool factor on it is that it touches a lot of people's lives yeah, in different ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're like to me, we're looking at you right now. You're like a. Uh, the black Walter White from Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah. You just need like a Jesse yeah. to like, you know, train and be like, yo, we're gonna teach you everything about science. Yeah. You don't need a background. Yeah. Just like, you know, I'll teach you everything and then you'll be good. So like that's that's yeah, that's cool. That's fine. Yeah, like I, you'll be making shatter too, bro. Yeah? yeah. But I was like, yeah, but it's it's like with all these different like concentrates, uh really, because like I can't even take all the credit. It's like what I pride myself in is being too find talented people mm-hmm. and to motivate them to like do what they need to do yeah, yeah, and yeah. whatnot. Uh because like of course like I I do like making concentrates or mm-hmm. whatnot, but where from from where I'm sitting, I need to be able to figure out how to scale this. Mm-hmm. Because like on the academics, uh, the academic side, I'm cool with just like being able to isolate like one milligram, like it's tiny. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with that, but that's on the academic side. That's on the research side, right? Uh, is always on a small scale, but like on a man- manufacturing or a commercial scale. One milligram is nothing. Mm. One gram is nothing. One hundred grams is nothing. Let's look at ten thousand, yeah. <laughs> like pounds and pounds yeah, and pounds. Yeah. Like this, is what we need to be able to isolate and whatnot, and keep doing it and not sacrificing quality, mm. right? So, like that's how to look at it from my perspective. And so, with that, it's like, who are the talented people? Because like my team is super talented. So like I put all the praise to them. I'm like I don't do shit, okay. <laughs> whatnot. So I like I'm just that that person to try to be like the the best coach as okay. possible. Yeah, okay. so that's how I see myself. All right, so we have a pretty big debate here most of the time. All right. Um, oh, shit. It's nothing crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, does higher THC matter? Ooh, that's a great question. For uh, that is a great question. <laughs> yeah. uh, no. Yeah. Okay. No, no. Great like, answer. Yeah, yeah it, so it doesn't. I'm here, for, I'm here for questions. I'm not talented guy with questions. <laughs> put, so put, put it like this. When is the last time you really looked at the, like the alcohol or the ABV level? Right. Like on a beer. Never. When's the last time? Right? Never. But it's like, but you, you already know the taste. It's like you, you already know your go-to beer. Mm-hmm. You get two shits like what the ABV level is. Mm-hmm. But like you, you know if you have one or two of those, you're going to have a buzz. Right? Mm-hmm. With, like with cannabis, it's that like I know me personally. I can't speak for everyone else. But it's like if no matter if you give me a joint that's like 30% and a joint that's 15%, mm-hmm. It really depends on which one tastes good. If that thirty percent tastes like shit, I would probably take it out, in, or I probably stop smoking it immediately. I'm like, it just tastes like hay, because like typically, like unless you like one of these like amazing growers, you have one of these very like rare uh, strains that you're cultivating or whatnot. 
you're doing that, you have like a pretty high uh, DHCA percentage and it tastes good. It's a rarity. Well, now you have to be one of these super talented growers. However, like some people, like when they're trying to get, hit these very high numbers, like they have to like dry out their bud or mm. whatnot, just so like there's there there's no type of moisture left in it or whatnot, and it's so it's so dry, it's pretty much like it like kind of crumbles as soon as you touch it. Mm. I don't want to smoke hay, or whatnot. Mm. I wouldn't be able to smoke flour like yeah. that nice flour. So it's like like I I would take a I would take a ten percenter with amazing terpenes any day over a 30 percent all right let's let's go back to the terpenes in a minute but why do consumers ask for high thc bro that that's like you have to act like a marketing person with that man it's just it's just one of these trendy things it's that like uh it's just kind of this common thought that hey if it has more thc i'm getting more bang for my buck Mm. right uh it's pretty much it it's like uh it's 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 one it's one of those weird things because like i said i I'm not a psychologist. I don't understand like mm. the whole market trends, but like, mm. but this has been like a common thing mm-hmm. where it's like, I don't care if it's an indica, sativa, hybrid, right. whatever. I was like, what's what, what the highest one do you have? Give me that. And, uh, and that's what they go for. Mm. And, but like I said, but it's almost like going to the more like a connoisseur, right? You, you, you've like, if you go back to alcohol, you've had so much alcohol, different types of alcohol, like you know exactly which one you want. You're not thinking of anything else. And then so like as a, like, I won't consider myself a weed connoisseur as of yet because I know people that are like way more knowledgeable mm-hmm. than me. But however, I think I've smoked enough strains and different type of concentrates that like I know which ones I like and I know which ones taste like shit. And it's like, I know which ones I don't want to go towards. So like if it tastes good, they're talking on the concentrates. Cause even when you look at concentrates now, you can like for example rosin we, we've been pumping out a lot of rosin and garden remedies and um and for the most part or just on the concentrate market really you're looking at the terpenes it's like does mm. this taste good because like you are it's a concentrated version so you know that you're going to get high that's that's a no-brainer however does it taste good mm. and so to be able to like kind of cultivate those like terpenes or whatnot and be and like to get like that flavorful taste like mm. that's that's what i'm looking for mm. Okay. Because, because like I said, if you if you look at if you look at concentrates, any like any pretty much things that are selling is like around seventy percent or higher, and so seventy percent will maybe even consider low to some people. Seventy percent THC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe consider low to people, but it's like if it tastes good, it's like cool, give me that all the time. Versus like when it may be around like closer like to ninety percent, like the eighty five percent. I think you like you can definitely get some of those concentrates that are like in the high eighties or low nineties mm. that taste good and whatnot. But it's like I said, it's one of those rarities. Mm. Um, but yeah, but it's like I'm I'm for taste mm. completely. So yeah, higher THC. Well, I would say I mean, well, I was listening earlier when you were talking about how when you smoke, it's all about who the individual is. Mm. So like, someone comes in and says, "I want what's going to give me the highest." Mm. How yeah. do I even answer that? Ah, <laughs> uh, Mendo breath. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I want the. He I want Mendo breath. He said it, it tastes, tastes disgusting. Tastes yeah. disgusting. <laughs> Oh, Mendo, bro. It's Yo, disgusting. Uh, loves it, bro. Yeah. I say it like different strokes for different folks, right? Yeah. So uh, I, I would say with that, like some someone comes in, it's like, hey, like I, I want something like to give me the highest. It's like now that's opportunity for a conversation. Mm. It's like so if you if you're just trying to just get stoned or whatnot, give them like probably want to offer them some type of concentrate. Okay. Mm. Right. Uh, if they want to be able to kind of sip on something like a like an expensive cocktail, give them a vape. Okay. If uh if they're only just for flour, then have the conversations like different type of flowers or whatnot, mm-hmm. and like and also 
having that that whole uh talk about like okay so you okay you you want it you want to get high as possible but it's like are you trying to like get knocked out <laughs> are you are you trying to like get high as possible and go work out are you trying to go on a hike what are, like what are you trying to do what not yeah yeah because it's like some people it's like Yo, i want to get high. i just want to just get knocked out or what i just want to like smoke and like watch a movie and, mm. and fall asleep and it's like so you may want to steer them towards more of a stereotypical indica strain or I, I was gonna ask you i know you, you said it's kind of hard to explain everything in sativa <laughs> but is it true that indicas are more of a relaxer and is it true that sativas are more in of an energizer? Theory. Okay. In, in theory. Uh, <laughs> so. I've been working here long enough. I have a lot of questions. That's yeah, point. yeah. No, 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 you're totally fine. Like I said, in, in theory, in terms of the strain, so it's like, uh, oh, like when we have these type of conversation, indica sativa conversation, like what, what is, what is uh, like a major indica like on your menu right now? Overflow. Um, chocolate OG. Chocolate OG. Chocolate OG. Slumber. Yeah, yeah, and it says slumber on it, so that's why I said it. <laughs> All right. Packaging. So, and it's high, high testing as well. High testing. So, so, a high, so yeah. high testing indica, right? Yeah. So, like, so with, with that category, like, that means that if you smoke chocolate OG, it should pretty much put you in a relaxed state. Okay. That, that's, what, that's, what that's, that's what you're assuming when you see chocolate OG in the indica category. Right. All right. So, say if Youngblood give us all seeds to grow this chocolate OG. Three months later, do you think we all have the same flower? I mean, yours would definitely be better than mine. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have a green thumb. My fiance has a green yeah, thumb. Okay, okay, okay. I, saying, bro, I'm all, I, just, I just need to tear things apart. Okay, okay, I don't okay. have a green thumb at all. <laughs> if but, you do that with a seed, it's going to die. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's what I'm saying. So, like, if he gives us all seeds, do you all think that we'll have the same flower at the Hell end of the day? Probably Probably some not, of us yeah. are going to grow in soil. Some of us are going to grow hydro. Yeah. Exactly. Different there's, lighting there's, systems. There's always different methodologies. Okay. It, but it carries the same name though. Mm. Right? right. So like if you, so like if you like say like, oh shit, I just grew this chocolate OG. Like it's great. Let me go ahead and put it on the menu. It's not the same. Mm. Because like, I'm not sure who the vendor is that they gave you the chocolate OG would not be like, but they grew it in a certain way that you would possibly grow it. Then any, any of one, mm. one of us would possibly grow it. So we're going to pretty much have a different outcome, mm. but yet it was going to have the same name. So it's that like, it gets confusing to the end user. And it's like, so like if someone that is used to chocolate OG, like the, like the OG strain chocolate OG, and like, they know for a fact that like, when I smoke this, it knocks me out every time. And then you get it from another vendor mm. and they smoke it and it's like it just has them all riled up. It's right. like this is not chocolate OG. So how, how can you explain that? Right. So it's different things where it's like we're we're very glued to these references in terms of indica and sativa mm. or whatnot. We're glued to it. It's it's one of it's one of those things where we're like we're used to. It's a baseline, it's a reference that people can say, like, I know. Indica folks put me to sleep. I know Steve folks to like mm. uh, get me all hyped up or energetic. Those are baselines. Mm. So it's like that's why uh, a lot of companies are gearing towards mood effects mm. because because I'm pretty sure like you would get customers that would come in and say like, okay, what would this random strain do to me right. and whatnot? Because we we like we all know for a fact that THC would get you high. That's we know that. But it's like there's so many other things in the plant that we're not necessarily discussing, like uh, with a lot of people in terms of like, all right, like, okay, if you smoke this, you'll be high, but you also, you may feel slightly tired or you may mm. feel slightly energetic or whatnot. Mm. And then, so this is kind of like what these like mood affect, like uh, 
categories would mm-hmm. do is just kind of it kind of uh, helps steer the conversation because there's a lot of newcomers that are uh, that are smoking that are consuming now when they just simply want to know like what would this do to me mm-hmm. right so it's quanti- it's quantitative though right yeah qualitative at this point qualitative. Really. yeah because it's like like what's like in terms of like the quality wise like um it's, it's it's really also anecdotal because you can you can simply say that like oh this this particular strain will put me to sleep mm. but that's only for you right it may do it for you or for myself and i, I think that's where the the quantity comes in especially nowadays with you know social media i mean we can look at leafly we refer to leafly when people ask about certain things and we look at what people, you know, how they qualify their data and are able to provide an outcome of like, hey, this has happened to X amount of people. Yeah. This is what people say about, you know, chocolate OG, it puts you to sleep. Yeah. Right. So to your point, it might not do it for everybody, mm-hmm. but I do think that there are platforms out there to say that there is enough data for us to mark advertisers or not advertisers, but at least say that it's going to slumber or put you to sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I think, um, one thing that we don't, and I'm sure this is, might have been a question discussed enough, is like, like to your point, you could have a chocolate OG seed. We all grow up differently, but once we get that C of A, we know how much CAC is in it, and we also know terpene profile. Mm-hmm. What are what are terpenes? <laughs> what are terpenes? And what does it mean to us consumers? And it's the it's the smelly good stuff, right? It's <laughs> it's that it's that aroma. I, I always love this one question. Like I always ask people, it's like, have you ever conducted? a qualitative terpene analysis. Mm. I just like saying that because it's just like a whole bunch of words that people kind of get confused. Mm. And then, so like, I'll ask you this, like, have you ever conducted uh, a terpene qualitative analysis on on Bud before? Have you? I mean, we've gotten uh, CFAs for quite a few uh, products. That have no, not, I'm saying no, have you personally? Me like, personally, yeah. Have, have you have you ever done a qualitative terpene test before? Other, other than reading our COAs when we get our shit, when we get it tested, nah. Have, have you? Yeah. I, I I don't want to know what that is. Yeah, yeah I know, right? Exactly. That, that's that's the thing. It's confusing. Okay. Because have you? Let me get to it. Yeah. Let me get to it. So like, it's it's confusing when I ask that question. But the simple answer is like, or another version to ask that question would be like, have you ever smelled weed before? Oh yeah, right. that's it every day. Yeah, because so like so, but like in terms of having like a qualitative analysis, it's like you can smell something and say like this smells good or this doesn't smell good. Right. So you're already doing your deductive right. reasoning. It's right. like this smells good, cool. This doesn't pass it. Mm. Just that simple. So it's like to to ask it like it's always a trick question because right. it like it sounds like super smart. It sounds yeah, fancy or whatnot, but it's like no. It's like have you ever smelled cannabis before? Okay. That's it. Yeah. Because mm. like you're you're giving your own like qualitative reasoning like mm. if it smells good if it doesn't mm. or whatnot taste uh, taste too right yeah I'm saying but it's, it's the same thing we do every day like when like when when like if we're cooking or whatnot uh, and if we have like meat or something like that or cheese like we can have do a qualitative test okay that cheese has mold on it so we need to throw that away mm. or like this meat smell funny we could throw that away mm. or or if it doesn't okay cool we can cook with it. It just simple. It's, it's something that simple mm. that like we do every day with cannabis, and then so like be able to simplify it like that. People will understand the shit all day, every day. Mm. Uh, and then, but like what terpenes are like, what like it's one of these things where it's one of these factors that you can say like, hey, this smells good or this doesn't. Mm. But terpenes are just simply, excuse me, these compounds has this aroma or whatnot. This is what causes. 
I'm gonna say this is not the 100% reason why cannabis smells the way that it does. There's all there's all these other factors because every like most of the compounds in cannabis has a, a certain type of smell, but terpenes themselves really are just like these aroma type of compounds or essential oils. Some people will call them, um, and and like there's tons and tons of them, but like there's there's like the top. It's like six terpenes that are they're pretty like ubiquitous or like always found in in mm-hmm. cannabis. Mm-hmm. So you have like your beta myrcene, you have alpha pinene, beta pinene, limonene, linalool, beta caryophyllene, alpha humulene. I'm losing you now. <laughs> yeah, I know the lying. first ones. I did some research on the first couple ones. Yeah. I watched like, a YouTube video because I was like, "What the hell's a terpene?" And then like now, nah, now I'm lost. But like, yeah, I'm sense. like, but like it's it's like all those little compounds that are that are found in cannabis, but it's also found in nature, mm. right? Um, for example, when you smell piney, like any and everyone smells, especially around this time, because we all have Christmas trees in our mm-hmm. house, right? And mostly Christmas trees are just like pine trees. So like they have the pine needles. So like that's what you're smelling. You're smelling piney. Same thing you'll be smelling in cannabis because it has that terpene in it. Okay, quick question, because you said that. Yeah. Um, I watched a video and it talked about how some people think that when you, like a citrus terpene, if you eat something citrusy as well after smoking, it helps the effect of helps intensify exactly. And is that there's a truth to that? I'll still say that's pretty anecdotal. Okay. Like, uh, like yeah. So if I if I smoke right now and I eat an orange, doesn't mean I'm about to get high. <laughs> but or get higher. Okay. But but that's that's the thing. So like uh, a lot of information. Um, is always kind of like regurgitated from like some random source. Mm. So, like, I remember, like, so many people would kind of have the same thing. It's like, oh, like, if you eat a mango, you'll get high as shit. Mm-hmm. Not really. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm like, what, like, so, like, what, what is the source of that, of that information? And then, so, like I said, like, it may work for some people. It didn't work on me or whatnot. And then, like, I know, like, a lot of this kind of, a lot of information has been, like, passed down, tends to get diluted mm. uh, over and over or whatnot. But, like. I can't really tell someone that because it's like I, if I don't know 100 percent, I'm not going to say this is what's going to happen to you. OK. And especially when we're speaking about like something natural that we're all consuming, that we all like all of our bodies kind of process slightly differently in terms mm. of the effects. I can't give anyone like 100 percent that like this is going to happen. Okay. However, we can give baselines or whatnot, mm. like you was talking about earlier, that is saying like, oh, one particular strain based on like a company like leafly or whatever like kind of like uh data grabbing uh websites or platforms uh it would probably give like a lot of uh, data for it's like sample size say like oh like a hundred people say like they felt uh sleepy when they when they smoked this strain when they consumed this strain Mm. so we can so i'm confident to say that it may make you tired I can say that I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to say, "Hey, this will put you to sleep." This is one thing we can't even do anyway in the cannabis industry. We can't make any any claims. Yeah. Well, not we can always have suggestions or like testimonies and say, like, it was it was said by other people that like this this made them super relaxed. This put them uh, to sleep, or this made this person super energetic mm. and whatnot. So we can kind of have like our own like little recommendations, especially like on the retail side. It's like when you are like when you go to a, like a restaurant or whatnot. Especially if it's like a new place, more than likely you're going to ask for like a recommendation. It's like, oh, I, I can't decide. Like, do you, what do you recommend? Every single time. You're right. Every time I go to a restaurant, I say, what's your favorite thing? Yeah. Yeah. Every single time. Waiter, but, every single time. Because I, like, I can say, like, especially breakfast. Yeah. French toast and pancakes are a perfect example. Yeah. 
everyone make everyone they all look the same but they don't all taste the same and yeah. some person might be like this is really good and i'd be like this is really trash yeah <laughs> so i'm guessing that's how cannabis works the same way yeah pretty much it's like you you get recommendations so like the people that are in the retail uh shops uh like tend to be pretty knowledgeable about it and like they're always like learning because like you guys are kind of like the frontline workers in terms of everything that's coming to you so you can be mm. able to be able to uh to explain it but kind of goes back to my example like when you're at a restaurant and you're getting a recommendation and you're getting this recommendation because the person that you're asking about this more than likely they probably have they work they work there so more likely like they have ate the food mm. right uh they have, they have eaten the food and um and they know exactly like what they like and what they don't like. So like if they was like, oh, like I love like the shrimp risotto, you should definitely get that. It's like that sounds good, cool. I'm going to get that. Mm-hmm. The same thing here is that like when people ask recommendation, because a lot of people would come in like they know they want to smoke, they know they want to try something. They're probably here visiting or something like that. It's like yo, mm-hmm. like what's what's good on your menu? Mm-hmm. And then like now like it's always open for that type of conversation. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's cool to have those conversations and whatnot because like like honestly, like, weed is that kind of like that social that social drug where it's like gets people together. Mm. Whatnot. I've made a lot of friends just based off weed alone. It's yeah. like you smoke, I smoke. Cool, let's, right. let's hang out. So it's like it's one, it's one of those. Uh, but yeah, it's like I said, it's, it's always a lot of information with this. So, so question, question with terpenes. Um, going back, to, well, I guess to THC too, especially mm. on the science background, because this is stuff that I genuinely like trying to learn more about. So we know that like when we get strains that are like 30 percent, the vendors are like, oh, this is this is it right here. <laughs> You know, where, where's, the, where's the threshold for terpene profile? Like, what is a good, you know what I mean? What's the baseline? But then, like, when does it get crazy? Like, yo, this is superior product. Uh, it get crazy, I would probably say, like, to see something that's, like, around 4, like, 4% terpenes. I, I, I would say that's, I, 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 know, I know one, uh, one grower, um, and he had, like, a 4%er, and I was, and like you can smell it like as soon as soon as you open the lid, it's yeah. one of those. Uh, and I'm like so stuff like that, like it's, it's cool, like especially like when you smell it like that, and like that that whole term loud, whatnot, like that's where that comes from. It's right. really terpene because as soon as you open it, like that's that's what you're smelling it. Right. And like I, I remember it was one time I was I was in college and uh, my friend, I think he had some, I think it was train wreck, and he uh, he had it in his drawer and it was like wrapped up. <laughs> And, and so like uh, and like the rooms were like were pretty big, so like I could smell it as soon as I walked into his room. Mm. And I, I was like, "Were you smoking?" He's like, "No." Nah. Like that's how loud it is. <laughs> it's just, it's just oh, like it's in the drawer right now. Like that, that was back in the day. But anyway, um, but in terms of um, uh, in terms of turf beans, like create like crazy numbers. Definitely seeing something like around like four percent. But like typically, like on average, like you'll see things like in the the ones to whatnot. One two. Typically no, just one percent. Yeah, wow. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 a pretty uh, that's pretty average. Yeah, uh, because you you will see strains that probably have like 0. 0.7, 0. 0.8, right. uh, and you'll probably see concentrates that would be maybe like in the two point five three percent range. Really? Uh, yeah, and then like and then there's some like even like vapes that have like very high terpenes. However, like on the vapes, infused. Uh, yeah, vapes that are uh pretty much or terpenes reintroduced mm-hmm. and whatnot into like cannabis oil. Um with that it, <laughs> it's that like when because a lot of people like kinda like trying to uh, search or reach for those high terpene numbers. Right. But thing about it is like it it's kind of 
it sucks on the end user. If you put like a shitload of terpenes in, in your vape oil, that's not a good experience because mm. like you're going to sneeze a lot, you're going to cough a lot, your mm. throat is going to feel funny because mm. like you have all of these, like try try to put, uh, spray terp, uh, not terp, uh, cologne in your mouth. Mm. You see how like how yeah. annoying that would be to your mm. throat, and then so. And then so like imagine have like a shitload of terpenes into your vape oil and vaping that like mm-hmm. that's what it's going to taste like. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's not fun. I'm like it may it may be pleasure or favorable to someone else, but not to me. It's like I don't I don't need for it to be that terpy mm-hmm. or whatnot. Like that's not a fun experience for me. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if people want to make their vapes like that, that's them. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, so I, I I think there's always kind of a, a good level to be, especially with with uh, with concentrates with vapes. And with flour, like with flour, it's all natural. So it's like it really, it really depends on like how you're growing and what you're growing mm. and whatnot. Um, so on the flour, like I, I think really like the sky is the limit. Mm. Um, but like there's there's so many other compounds that we're not necessarily looking at because right now we're really, really looking at two categories, mm. which is cannabinoids. Cannabinoids would just be like the group of compounds that has THC, THCA, CBD. It's all your group of cannabinoids. And then you're, then you have, then you another group, which would be terpenes. And you're looking at like how much beta myrcene, how much limonene do you have in your, mm. your stuff. But like, that's only two categories. This is a natural plant. It has over a hundred, right? Yeah, it's supposed to like, if you're going to look at things from percentage wise, from a base, uh, or from a weight standpoint, it's like, okay, if something says that it's 30%, right the other 70 right, right? <laughs> so like if um so yeah like that so like all of that other just trying to figure out like what other compounds are in there so like mm. i think that's where we're headed towards uh so like there's all there's there's quite a few compounds that um that people are looking at that's trying to kind of make it as well known as terpenes because you know terpenes didn't become really popular until what 2017 i was gonna say last year bro 20, maybe I'm, like i'm like but of course like this is something that i've always known about just right. because of like my background right, right. and so like when it started to become like more and more popular uh like I, like for me i'll say maybe just say two years ago when right. it became like super popular and everyone was looking at it like just looking for more and more terpenes but i still think there's still like a long way to go right because because everyone is still looking for the highest thc like they're not really thinking about terpenes at all bro when we get coas 99 percent of them yeah. don't have terpene testing on you know but, but sometimes you probably have to request it i mean i get it but we're at a point where it i feel be. like yeah we should be educating the consumers rather than you know um compromising you know what i mean mm-hmm. this standard indica sativa you know what i mean yeah and i mean we're guilty of it too i mean we've had products that we produce that don't have terpene testing on it but I think it would be better if everyone grouped together and was like, this is what we're going to do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, but it's easier said than done, I guess. You know? Oh, yeah. And it's, and it's like really just trying to uh, educate the market more on like flavor rather than just uh, the cannabinoid percentages. Mm. Because it's like as long as people understand that it's like as long as it has THC, you're going to get high. Right. 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 I'm like, unlike, unless it's like. Two percent weed or whatnot, then you have to smoke the whole thing like you really feel something. I'm like, but if you're if you're looking at 10, 15 percent, right. it tastes good. It's like yo, right. like that's yo, right. So let me ask you, with the vape side, um, reintroducing terpenes, is it the same with uh, the percentage in terms of like, uh, you know, uh, less than two percent or yeah, I guess less than. Two percent or less than four percent on the on the terps. Right. Yeah. So like uh, like I said, depending on how how it's formulated. Um, I'm like, but 
like just from all the years uh, looking at COAs uh, of vape oils, I probably say like the most I've seen maybe it's like around maybe 2.8. Wow. Something like crazy. that. Mm. Uh, and then I, I also have seen some vapes that have been like crazy high, like 5% or something like that. Mm. Obviously, I didn't try those. Mm. But, uh, Too rich for your blood. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it, it just, it just, it just not me. If people like it, cool. Mm. Like I said, like I'm, I'm at that point, especially like in my life where like I, I know exactly what I like and what I don't like, especially when mm. I'm consuming. I, I I'll say I know, I know for a fact what I don't like. <laughs> Because like there's still so many other things that I haven't tried yet right. and whatnot, but like on on the cannabis side, I I know what I what I don't like. So like someone tries to give me like some super dry bud or whatnot and still claim a super high percentage and trying okay. to pass me a joint, I was like, yeah, go ahead and skip me. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those things I just know. Yeah, you yeah. sound like a, a weed connoisseur. Oh no, like I said, like not not at all, not not yet, yeah. not yet. Like there there's some people that I would definitely recommend you talk to. That are that are way above in terms of like the connoisseur <laughs> aspect of it. Uh, weed snob, then? Yeah, I'm a weed student. <laughs> a weed student. Yeah, like I'm, I'm like just trying to be the student, just to be able like to learn and like meet people and right. talk about the stuff or whatnot, because it kind of uh, extends like my knowledge. Right. The more people that like I study, really. Right. So, right. yeah. So I, I wouldn't. I don't put myself on a pedestal. I'll put like <laughs> I never put myself on a pedestal. We'll, okay. we'll do that for you here. <laughs> um, so where are some places that people can get education that you would recommend for someone to look up some of these things? I know we use uh, Leafly, but I don't know if there's any other places that are a little yeah, bit Yeah, like, like Le- Leafly is cool. And, and I know like even like uh, uh, with Garden Remedies, like even on our website, like there there's blogs, there's like uh, Cannabis 101 that people can go to. Uh, mm. And there's just like a lot of information. And, but and then also like be, like outside of just like just dispensary websites there's so much information like on online but it's like uh and i think that's with with most any information we're like we live in like this whole informational age mm. so it just depends on like what are you trying to find and whatnot you can easily go down a rabbit holes like especially when you're like looking for like the like mm. the right information but it's kind of informational overload uh and but to kind of give like a, a good baseline like i would definitely say like going to uh like the blogs uh, or Canvas One One, like on the Garden Remedies website, and um, and yeah, like we maps Leafly and whatnot. Mm. Like they they tend to have like uh, pretty cool graphs and uh, um, pictures, images, or whatnot mm. that kind of give you like a pretty like simplified picture of like what terpenes are, cannabinoids, uh, and then like also a lot of um, testing, uh, cannabis testing websites like MCR. Dude, like, it's so funny you say that. I was thinking that the whole time. I know MCR has a boatload of resources. Yeah, the they have a lot, a lot They're of resources. They're undervalued. Those laboratories yeah. are undervalued. Yeah, and so like they have a lot of information. And so like like may, maybe I'm biased because like uh, because that's kind of like where I got like my my foot in the door of the cannabis space. Mm. But it's but stuff that they've been able to produce just the information, the mm. research that they're always thinking about. It's it's vast. Mm. Uh, so yeah, but it's like th- those are different. Those are like websites that I always recommend people go to if they just want to like just learn more, just kind of get lost mm. uh, into the side on cannabis information. Yeah, mm. word, word. Um, I mean, we're pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty over time right now, which is fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, just wanted to know if you had any like things that's going on you want to share with anybody, especially you know, uh, Garden Remedies or even yourself. Share with our listeners, man. Oh yeah, so 
Shit, what's happening? There's so much stuff happening. <laughs> uh, so I know, I know one one thing that we're doing because uh, we're talking about though, like uh, the extraction laboratory space. Um, and like since since that's been going, it's like I said, like our capacity has definitely increased, and we're always trying to help out more people as possible because a lot of people are like growing a lot of weed, don't know what to do with it. Some of the weed may be completely dirty or just like fail, uh, fail all these kind of contamination tests, and like they have nothing because it's like. If you have a lot of weed, just just thinking if you had like 20 pounds of weed right now, that would take up a lot of space just mm-hmm. in here and whatnot. So to being able to reduce that into oil or any other type of uh, products or whatnot, that's that's where like we're trying to help as many people as possible because we, we do have the space. We do have the capacity to do that. And people asking for uh, like white labelings or whatnot for us to be able to make products. But one of the things that with, with that in particular, it's not that we you give us some random amount of weed and we make whatever it's like no like come in here let's let's mm. make this shit together like let's customize something that's like that's unique to you or whatnot so we i like to be uh i like to be in that room when that is happening because mm. like, you're pretty much like making magic or whatnot like mm. with the artist and the producer mm. or whatnot so like that that's what like so that's what we've been gearing towards especially for the for the uh upcoming year um we're always looking at ways to uh, to educate the public, like to just be able to uh, explain these these terms to like especially like the newcomers or whatnot, and also like even like the old people, mm-hmm. whatnot. Because I know we we had to talk, we had to talk about like, because I, I come from Memphis, right? The Bible Belt. Bible Belt. Bro. <laughs> like there's uh, there's more. I, I I think the saying is like there there's more. Churches, churches than like liquor stores or something like that wow. it's, it's it's something crazy but it's like it's a lot of churches mm. there and uh and uh to be able to have cannabis talks with like my parents my dad's a bishop uh and to be able to have those type of conversation with my dad my mom or whatnot or just any family member that like i wouldn't even think to have this conversation with is phenomenal so it's one of these it's one of these cool things to to be able to do like when I when I'm talking to people back home and people are like interested in like different products and mm. whatnot, I'm like, hey, you could try this, you could try this, you try that, mm. and whatnot. It's cool now. It's it's cool to have that because like the, uh, because it was so harshly looked upon like back in the day. It's like mm. oh, like don't they don't smoke, don't do any of this. Um, so like it's 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 surprising. I would say every day, every time I go back to the Tennessee, it's always surprising to be able to have these conversations. I'm being able to have with people. Right. Uh, yeah. Work, work. Well, I mean, it's been a great, it's been a great conversation. I'm sure yeah. everybody here has learned a lot. I've learned a lot. Yeah. I'm sure you have. Um, always, always. We're, we're right at the end of the show. Yes, Do you have anything sir. else you want to share? No, I mean, just appreciate the homie for coming through. Of course. No, you know thank you. No, we, we, we have, have to do, do this again. again. Yeah, this, for sure. this is course, cool. Of course. If you have any tours for your facility, I would love to come take, this take dude, a look. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, like, I haven't been to any facilities yeah. at all. So I don't, oh yeah, I don't no, know you like. you'll be you'll be in for a treat. Well, and it's it's, it's one of those things. I'll just say this really quick: is that like life does get busy or whatnot, and like that whole saying, like stop and smell the flowers. That 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 little term hasn't resonated with me until two years because mm. because I'm always like kind of stuck in a laboratory, but we have so many grow rooms where I can literally go into these grow rooms and I literally stop and smell the flowers. And it's like, a, it's beautiful things and whatnot mm. to realize like this, this is what's growing because I'm on the rim to be able to, I, I have to, I don't like the term like destroying the flowers, but I have to be able to extract the compounds out of these flowers. So like, I'm not necessarily worried about uh, how a flower looks like the, the aesthetic appeal. Mm. 
I'm not necessarily worried about that. I know like that's for the end user, but like to be able to kind of like stop and smell these flowers, it's like it's something that's beautiful mm. and whatnot. And it's it's all, it's always one of these cool things to to do. And but like that's just kind of a testament to kind of say is like being able to understand that like burnouts are real. So being able to have like these stress-free environments, and I think that's one of the reasons why Canvas is so popular because especially nowadays, life is stressful. The mm-hmm. world is stressful. So to be able to kind of have like this little pause right. to smell the flowers, I think it's it's something that's needed for everyone. Um, yes, yeah, so I knew with that. No, yeah. we're, we're yeah. slow, uh, this infused influence, I mean, we're yeah, good to go. So that's it. we'll see you next time. All right, thank All right, you Joe. guys.